and all the rest of it. I thought, oh, okay, is that all you get? But he's funny and he charms them. And his bit was the bit that turned Chris's um, group, gave them the victory. I like the 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 um, Spanish, whatever, rap at the end. But that they worked. actually worked as a group. And I think that was what was interesting. They actually listened to each other. Okay, yeah, it looked a bit stick, but that's the edit. But like, it is, they were just working it out together. Wasn't it wonderful when he said at the very, very end, Teresa, when he said at the other end, I was the last person to be picked. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I, everyone overlooked her. Anyway, everybody overlooked, and I thought, and then the other one said, um, Scarlet, was it, is it Scarlet? The pretty blonde one said, um, oh, I should have had you on my side when Theresa May said that. And he said, no, darling, I won. (laughs) 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 I should have been on this, uh, you know, no, it was, it was, I tell you what's unusual about this particular episode. <laughs> we could play it on the show, Desmond. <laughs> we could play it on the show. What, what is that? that That's the song. Was that Chris's, song. Was that Chris? Yeah, it's Chris's he did say He did say at the end, end it was available on whatever. So you, you've got it obviously on, I was going to add more, but I thought, no, as we're redoing last week. No, I've got it, it, I've got it, I've got it. Okay, I, I, I decide, because there's some follow-up on both of them. Really. <laughs> boom, boom. I feel like we should be announcing our quiz show prizes. And on this week on Des and Dave, you can win. <laughs> oh, yes, <That's> yeah. <laughs> Is that what you played last week? Bombarero or whatever it's called? Bumba, boom. Bumara, boom, bumara, bumara. That's a different track, but yeah. Boom, bumbro, you did last week. Yeah, the, that's the way it's spelled, yeah, but it's not said oh. that way. It's this one. Uh, oh. And it's the, if I remember, it's the 39. Oh, yeah, that's the one. The other one sounds much, the other one sounds much more fun. The one you the, just played. The Ballon Pitch Carry, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I haven't got that downloaded, but I, I can fiddle with it while I find track 30. That was funny. That's fun. I like that one. You like um, the Ballon Pitch Carry? I do. I like I like that one. That's a little bit saucier, as it were. Um, and then, of course, you got the Queen Thirty Nine, haven't you? Yes, if I remember rightly. Queen Thirty Nine. I was trying to remember actually. I was trying to remember. What was you trying to remember? Debbie did a little song for me on the um, on the mic yesterday. 
Um, well, I was testing it out because she came yesterday with the kids. Yeah. You know what's funny, Des? If you make the translation of the lyrics, is I shoot the girl with my water pistol and she gets drunk. <laughs> my phone is off. Lovely. Right, are you ready for show 39, Des? Mm-hmm. Mm. Are you all right with Queen 39? Yeah, yeah, I got it already. Cool. Let's do it. Okay, though. Welcome to this week's Des and Dave. In America this week, Democrat centrists and progressives are being urged to make arguments about children in their infrastructure hold-up. Florida Governor DeSantis taps a new Surgeon General who doesn't support vaccine mandates. Republicans seeking to discredit Wisconsin's elections got off to a bumbling start. Could the denial of executive privilege finally hold Trump accountable? The House panel investigating January 6th Capitol right moved to refer Steve Bannon for criminal contempt. And note show, Trump pressed the Justice Department to declare the 2020 election corrupt. And in other news, a man has been arrested by police following the killing of MP Sir David Amos, has been named as Ali Harby Ali. The news comes as the Home Secretary is considering police protection for MPs. The Queen has criticised world leaders' inaction in addressing the climate crisis, admitting she is irritated by individuals who talk but don't do. And a new factory making toilet paper is to be built to create 460 jobs in a move supported by a £5 million Welsh Government grant. All that and more from Des and Dave. Sweetest sight of a scene And the night 
Follow day and the storyteller say to score brave souls inside. Push a many lonely day, sailed across the milky seas. Nearly back, never fear, never cry. Don't you hear my call? Though you're many years away, don't you hear me calling you? Write your letters in the sand. Ella Des. Good morning, Dave. This we're on um our in fact we're on actually our 40th. Well, don't reveal our secrets. <laughs> Why do you say such a thing, Desmond? No. Was there an error? <laughs> there, there was a small error last week. We'll have to we'll have to apologize immensely for that. Something went wrong with the electronics. Yeah. You know, so it was a technical issue. And we had to scrap last week's program so you didn't hear that yeah the doobry um, and the what's it didn't work with the finger magic <laughs> so where or as they say in trinidad the plink didn't work with the plank or plonk <laughs> or something like that it always rewired absolutely so you know we're we're in in reality we're in our 39th in our 39th show um, but I suppose really in double reality, <laughs> we're on our 40th. However, the Floridian governor has announced the state's next Surgeon General, um, who falls in line with the governor's belief that the vaccine mandates during the pandemics were unnecessary. So, um, uh, this uh, new uh, Surgeon General um, called Dr. Joseph Ladapo um, was most recently a researcher at the UCLA and is a graduate of uh, Harvard Medical School, um, and uh, which sounds really incredibly impressive. And he's to serve as both Surgeon General and Secretary of the state's Department of Health. But he has an interesting and a very colorful past, Dr. Joseph Ladapo. Um, and uh, um, he's got a, a, a history of questioning wearing masks and mask mandates. And I don't know if you can remember, Dave, he took part in a video uh, last year produced by a team of so-called American, America's frontline doctors who were pushing the use of hydrochloroquine in 2020. As Hydroxychloroquine, Desmond. I remember Hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> Thank you. Do you know it's an awfully long word? Hydroxychloroquine. 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 Hydroxychloroquine in 2020 as a cure for COVID-19. Now they're in, they are pushing Invectomectin. In, Ivermectin. Ivermectin. <laughs> Ivermectin. And more, more recently, they're moving to gargling iodine. But on the video platform with Dr. Adapo, 
was, I don't know if you re can recall her, and I can recall her quite vividly, was a Dr. Stella Emanuel. And she was famed for talking about demons coming to earth, impregnating women, as well as physicians using alien DNA to treat patients. This is the guy who hangs out. <laughs> this is the guy who hangs out with, that uh, DeSantis is hanging out with, and now the top doctor in Florida. And he has already ruled that parents no longer have to quarantine children who have been exposed to someone who has tested positive to COVID. And they themselves, the parents, have um, the option of keeping them at home or returning them to school. So to me, this sounds like politics. <laughs> and, um, and, and it's like I ain't wearing no mask, and this makes me <laughs> a true Republican. Dave, what a wonderful doctor. Wouldn't it give you enormous um, confidence to uh, go to this man's surgery? <laughs> <laughs> and, and America is always the land of extremes. And again, it just demonstrates it because it's at the forefront. You know, you had this week, there was Sanjay Gupta, CNN's like resident doctor that does all the pieces, you know, and he went on Joe Rogan's podcast. I don't know if you know Joe Rogan. He's yes, quite I, yeah, popular yeah. in the United States and around the world, I suppose. Uh, and the doctor put him under the cosh, but it's three hours. And even the, the doctor Sanjay was saying like, it's three hours of tedious round in circles dancing. And, you know, it, it, Joe Rogan tried every which direction. And he's like, look, maybe as scientists, we didn't do the best to communicate, but blah, blah, and blah. Because Joe Rogan just said, okay, we'll take your vaccine and then get yourself exposed to COVID. And it's like, just, yeah, let's explain the scientific method to you, Joe. Like it was anyway, good on him. I just think it's, it's difficult that, you know, not everyone's got the will in them to keep lambasting these people but you have to someone has to counteract the narrative that they're trying to create otherwise people are going to be taking horse worming tablets and <laughs> iodine gargling iodine oh god <laughs> they may end up mutating themselves you know they may give themselves special powers it might be like a version of the x-men do you know that um florida has the worst um, COVID-19 um, infection rate in America. Yeah, and if it was a country, it would be the highest in the world. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So God knows how he ha is hanging on to his seat. But the other story that came up uh, was that Republicans are seeking to discredit Wisconsin's elections, and um, they got off to a rather bumbling start. And uh, it's an interesting one because the former Wisconsin State Supreme Court Justice, a man called Michael Gableman, is overseeing a partisan review of the 2020 election for Wisconsin Republicans. He has publicly stated that the election was stolen. But he heads a team of about half a dozen Republicans at a cost of about $700,000 of taxpayers' money. And uh, they're using an attorney for their review who has maintained without evidence that the election was stolen and argued that conservatives need prosecutors who will let our boys off 
the hook. The lawyer who's called Andrew Croster worked in the White House under former President Donald Trump. And he told the Assembly Election Committee he's not an election attorney and has a limited understanding of election laws. And he certainly sounds like somebody um, who you'd have an enormous amount of faith in. And that um, somebody, um, one of the uh, Democrat senators said that he certainly has, is somebody who has already declared that the election was stolen in no, and he should be in no position to be part of a, of, of, of a fair or impartial investigation. And um, subpoenas have been flying left, right and center to get all sorts of people in to make comments and declaration on what has and hasn't happened. And uh, it's not all gone very well for Mr. Gablemans. Um, it's gone a little bit pear-shaped for him. Uh, and I think he's attracting an awful lot of criticism, both from the the um, the, the, the mayor of um, of, of, of a, a number of Republican states, who see that the the work that he's attempting to do in claiming that the election was a fraud was really an audit that's gone one one state stage what too far. And there is a group of Republicans, and this group seems to be growing quite quickly in, in, in the US, um, we use um, advertising on rather massive billboards claiming that um, Trump lost. I mean, that's, that's effectively what the billboard says, Trump's lost. And they believe as Republicans that it's time that this lie was you know, brought to a conclusive end. So people are getting rather tired of this, 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 this persistence with lie, and Republicans that is claiming that it's time to stop. Well, they bought the ticket; they have to take the ride. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah, they did buy the ticket, and and now um, he's announcing himself for twenty twenty four. Yes, indeed. Trump wants yeah. to be president again. Yes, and they're not all very happy about that. This audit request is going a little bit mad at the moment. Trump's already held two rallies, one in, I believe, in Iowa, um, and he got the governor of Iowa, as well as Chuck Grassley, the um, Republican senator, rather, I think he's, he's probably pretty close to retirement now, Chuck Grassley. To come no, he wants stage. to stand again. That's the point. He wants to stand again. He's 89. Yes, I was going to say, he must be 88, 89. Yes, indeed. And um, they've got him to make rather favorable noises about a potential Trump administration in, in 2024. Um, and also got the governor to speak um, at the rally to speak rather favorably of him. But then he also did a rally, I believe, in Pennsylvania. Um, again, uh, not Trump. The uh, I believe it was Steve Bannon who did the, and it was a gun cult group that he led in Pennsylvania. Again, the, he was on message, Trump for the 2024 election, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
but people are, there are Republicans who are now standing and wanting to demonstrate that they have rather strong feelings about this continued lie of Trump's that, um, that the election, the 2020 election was fraudulent. And they're now quite bold with their statements. And I believe there, there have been a number of these uh, banners appearing um, at, uh, uh, at various, in various states, simply saying, Trump lost. And it's a point that Trump, I think, has got to come to terms with at some point. He cannot maintain this for too much longer. Just buy all the billboards that you know he'll drive past and look at. Just enrage <laughs> the man more. Because also, he's meant to be going as a witness to the commission that was looking yes. into what happened on January 6th. Yes, indeed. Also, there is a deposition placed on him by, I believe, a judge, I can't think of the judge's name, who are insisting that Trump answers to a allegation by a young woman that she was abused and um, she was abused and also um, attacked by a group of Trump security guards. And uh, he's been asked to send a deposition at court to examine whether, and I think this is going to, this is quite, this is, I think it's, this is next week, if my memory serves me correct. Um, where he will have to give testimony in public. How, won't that be wonderful? Trump in public. Well, he's he, trying to, hopefully they can get him because the, he's trying to currently defy the subpoena. Again? Well, yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe you don't remember the clip we have, Desmond. <laughs> Probably not. I'm just saying that this man, it was different. I think if you, if one says that, Trump will defy all subpoenas, it's probably true. Yet he's the man of law and order. Okay, fantastic. His law, his order. Do you so, not want the clip? Yes, please, Dave. Please. Tim, I want to read you two um, pieces of information we got in tonight. One is the response from the National Archives, what they did. Um, according to NBC News, uh, the National Archives immediately began scouring records in its possession for items responsive to the committee's request issued in August. It's been producing relevant documents both to Trump's legal representatives and the Biden White House on a regular basis since then. The specific batch of documents in question were initially produced to both parties on September 8th. And then just... To sort of help envision what that is, I, I want to read a list of what that request included. Communications between Trump and, and which aides. It's Hope Hicks, Mark Meadows, Dan Scavino, Pat Cipollone, Mark Short, Steve Bannon, Mike Flynn, Rudy Giuliani, Roger Stone, any member of Congress or congressional staff, the Department of Defense, the Department of Justice, the Department of Homeland Security, Department of Interior, or any element of the National Guard. What do you what do you, what do you think it sounds like they're looking for? They're looking for everything. All of those names were all his top people: the White House legal counsel, this special advisor, that special advisor, and basically these are all the documents that you're not supposed to look at your predecessors' documents. But because of the severity of the situation, Biden has ruled that the National Archives can release all of this information. <laughs> Going to be a lot. Thank God for that. And 
but could do you think that could finally hold Trump accountable? It, the, the wheels turn so slowly and also because you're going through information now. So now they have to read all of the emails, read the memos, look at the telephone logs, like they want all information pertaining to this. And like, you know, I'm sure the archivists are very diligent at keeping accurate indexes and will provide such information. But good luck to those on the committee who've got to go through all that stuff. You know, there's a, it's a lot of work, eh? I would imagine they probably employ lawyers specifically for this job, but nonetheless, as you say, it's tedious and it's long. Um, and, you know, we may have to wait for some time for the outcomes of that. Um, but the, the other thing, of course, is that um, he's been telling most vociferously his aides to defy subpoenas from the January 6th panel. And I believe that we've got um, an audio of his, his defiance. You take this sort of chipping away at what has been five years of a cover-up for him. I mean, Mueller never got to interview him. It sounds like the answers he gave Mueller were lies. He was impeached twice, never convicted. Could this represent a first successful effort to hold him accountable? It's possible, Nicole. But of course, where is this all going? So, of course... You know, the January 6th committee sends the request over to the archives. The archives turns to the White House and say, what say you, Mr. President? You're, of course, the current holder of the privilege. And it's important for you to help us decide whether or not former presidents are entitled to it. So then, obviously, we see this letter today from Dana Remus, the White House counsel, which says that, yes, privileges are important, but this is so unique, so extraordinary, that a president of the United States would try to steal the election from the American people. Yeah. And when the Supreme Court says, as the stories note, that the privilege only attaches in the president's performance of his constitutional duties. And of course, Donald Trump wasn't performing any constitutional duties. No. He was bringing people into the Oval Office, as the Senate Judiciary Committee report clearly showed yesterday. He was browbeating DOJ officials trying to get them to interfere in the vote count, in the certification of the votes. He was whipping up his own supporters to right. go storm the Capitol in an armed attack, to go after his own vice president, to go after sitting members of Congress, and to disrupt the constitutional order of our country. That's not the performance of a president's duties. And I think the Biden administration is well in the hot molten core of their right, their constitutional right, to deny this frivolous executive privilege assertion by the Trump team. And they've already declared it. It's not they have indeed. Used. And uh, they've referred Steve Bannon for criminal contempt. Have they done so now? I know it was Friday yes. was there going to probably be the vote. So they voted for it. No, no, they've just referred him. The House in, um, investigating panel have referred him. I believe it's going to be settled next Tuesday. And then it gets um, referred to the Department for Justice for them to act on. Yeah. Um, and uh, but it, but it's it's very it's very clear to people that that Bannon is hiding behind the um, former president. I won't even deign to call him president. Um, the former president, insufficient blanket. It's just not enough blanket there to cover Bannon. But he's hiding behind it, and um, and also he's made rather vague statements about regarding privileges. And um, he, he's, he, he's, he's purported to invoke. And, um, you know, he left former President Donald Trump's White House years before the January the 6th riot. Yep. Um, and, um, and, and 
this is only a temporary stoppage, stopping from, it's only temporarily stopping Congress from confirming um, President uh, um, Joe Biden's victory in the 2020, 2020 elections. Um, and he, yet he remains a dominant figure in the pro-Trump political circles. I mean, as I said earlier, that he's in Pennsylvania, in Pennsylvania, Recent last, uh, just this weekend, gone with um, with a, a you know part of a gun cult, um, you know praising Trump, and he has remained a dominant figure in the pro-Trump political circles and has continued to advocate for the former president, and he now faces, after going through this protracted period of getting a pardon from Trump, he now faces the real likelihood of ending up in the very place that he worked so hard to avoid. So I don't understand why he's continuing with this, because he can't possibly win. He's trying to get back in with Trump. He's trying to be there for the second term. <laughs> He'd best put on a suit and have a shave. I think I think we need to add some more colour to the palette, right? And just to give a flavour of the kind of people that uh, Steve Bannon was uh, making oh, his God. speech to at the rally. This is last week in the Republican Party, courtesy of the Lincoln Project. Make America great again again, because we already did it, right? We're going to make America great again again. The best most inspiring fighter in our movement is Donald J. Trump, and that's why I've pledged to nominate him for Speaker of the House. Everywhere I go, people are stopping me. If only we could get Trump back, if only we could get Trump back. The return of Trump, and it ain't gonna be in 2024, it's gonna be in 2022, or maybe before. The Democrats wanna destroy the country, we know this. They want to see America completely obliterated, where there is no cultural identity, where you live in sexual anarchy. Mainlining uh, pot and yeah. other drugs. Why are they sexualizing superheroes? You know, I was a Batman and a Superman, Spider-Man kid. I loved those heroes. We just wanted them to get the bad guys, not a venereal disease. The poorest people in our country actually are equivalent to the middle class in most countries. We are a huge success. I know the media wants to distract from the Biden administration's failed agenda by focusing on one day in January. The media, M-E-D-I-A, most evil demon in America. There are no organized white supremacist forces in this country. We have a lot of problems. That's not one of them. After calling for the cancellation of Christmas again, somehow Anthony Fauci still has his job. So we have... Hundreds of thousands of people flowing in from Haiti. Haiti has a tremendous AIDS problem. Many of those people will probably have AIDS and they're coming into our country. This is the first and only patent pending and copyrighted Ashley Babbitt Angel puppet. She flies, she flies on a 15 foot pole in the air, which I can demonstrate. And she waves her arms with the Trump hat and the American flag. Yeah, that was just last week. <laughs> Dave, doesn't it really depress you hearing Trump talk about the things like the Haitian people are 
have got AIDS and they're coming in to infect you with AIDS. And isn't that, that's an incredibly awful thing to say about a whole nation of people, especially when you think of the historical context of Haitian. I mean, Haiti is Haiti because it was created by the um, Ameri uh, by American um, slave traders. That's how Haiti became Haiti. He seems to have no understanding of the history of the evolution of the places and the people that he speaks about. It's quite extraordinary. And I'll tell you what it made me feel when I heard that. And that was a most powerful comment in that, um, that ad. What it made me think of is that Trump claims that he won the last election. Sounds to me like he's saying, I won the last election with the white people of America. So therefore, I should be appointed president. That's what it sounds to me like. It's only the black people in America that have kept, or people of color in America, that have kept him out of the White House. That's what it sounds to me like. Anyway, you can, you can comment, Dave, on that. I just think that they need to do everything they can, the Democrats, because they have the power at the minute. They are in the, they hold all three institutions. Like just, you need to make the theater. The Republicans made the Benghazi hearings last three years. You need to do something similar. You need to change the narrative and put these people up and show them for what they are and don't let them hide. Why, just because it's novel and hasn't been done before that they send the subpoena and it gets enforced properly and the Department of Justice are meant to turn up. And bureaucracy never does well with novel things. They always tend to retreat to what they know best. And ultimately, they might mishandle this one and it goes through the system and still two years later, none of the people that have been subpoenaed arrive. But something tells me that Congress may make some other maneuvers. Like, I just think the, as we'll come on to in a later story, there is such an anger in the politics that it's hard to know what people will do. There is no status quo or norm at this moment in time. I don't know if you heard, Dave, that um, cinema was in Europe this week. Or Senator rather. Cinema, the fantastic Democrat that really isn't yeah. a Democrat. <laughs> she, took, she took herself off to Europe. And I was thinking it, it would how wonderful it would have been to have caught up with her or something. But I don't know where she was. Her her diary appears to focus on. I'd I'd love to know which country she visited. I'd love to to, to probably to find Hungary. Out. <laughs> May well be Germany too, but and Austria. But um, I'd love to know where she went, and perhaps we could follow that up next week. Um, but, but yes, yeah, she's apparently, you know, run doing the rounds in 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 um, in in Europe this this week. But I just wanted to say one thing about Trump's comments on HIV because I think I thought that was quite interesting. He obviously seems to be a little bit out of touch with um, with reality as well. I don't know if you're aware that Dave apparently in the 2021 has been a good year for the scientists because apparently. They have 
um, refined the drugs uh, uh, for um, for um, curing HIV. And apparently, there's been um, some news that they have they have uh, modified that drug somewhat, and it's improved it. So people have uh, uh, an increased life expectancy as a consequence. They've also done the same thing for malaria this year, um, because malaria has been a, a disease what over a hundred years old, which they practically have very they have some cure, but it's not as effective as they would ideally like. But apparently this new cure, is a new vaccine, is, works even a, a lot, lot better. And if they've run through some other um, vaccines for other incurable diseases, which they've, um, they, they're still testing out. And uh, some of that information will be revealed, I think, um, relatively soon. Uh, but those two key um, problem areas diseased areas for people appear to have had to, uh, met with some success this year. So I don't know where Trump is getting his information from, but you know. Not <sighs> <laughs> an awful man. The thing is, even Biden got asked, you know, what do you think should happen to these people that defy the subpoena? And he said, you should use the full force of the law. I like it. I like it when some politicians talk in a clear cut fashion. <laughs> Doesn't it give you an immense amount of encouragement when they do? Somebody well, let's, let's hope in the Department of Justice the cogs are whirring. You know, let's hope that some people are currently processing and organizing timelines on bits of string, Desmond. What did explain. we say last week? It's about consequences, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You're 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 absolutely right. Let's hope that the DOJ really takes them to task over you know, their, their criminal behavior, because it is criminal. You can't dress it up any other way. Volcanoes, yeah? Or you got another one? There are a couple more bits that I probably want to comment on, um, and I'm, I'm just rather thinking of it, what's that? Um, the Democrat centrists and progressives were urged to make the argument about children in their infrastructure um, in the infrastructure holdup, there is a big problem with getting the infrastructure bill through. And it may be a reason why cinema escaped to Europe to, because she's under an enormous amount of pressure. Um, Munchin has declared very clearly that he is prepared to consider a 1.5 billion um, um, uh, sum of money, um, dollars rather, for the um, Biden, um, I suppose he calls it social infrastructure um, scheme, the, the more human one, uh, rather than the roads and the bridges, which is the 1.5. But with the, the Democrats are in a bit of a crisis at the moment, because the progressives are saying absolutely if you don't, and particularly Bernie Sanders is saying, if you don't pass the $3.5 trillion um, um, infrastructure sum, then we won't pass the 1.5 for the roads and bridges and all the other, other physical um, you know, 
things they need to do. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and although Munchen is rather dragging his feet, he's at least providing a figure. But cinema provides no figure. She talks very vaguely about why she's resisting it or opposed to um, um, increasing, you know, in, uh, voting for a 3.5 trillion. She's even even more vague about voting for a 1.5 trillion, which Munchen has declared that he would vote for a 1.5 trillion for um, for, for Biden's uh, second infrastructure plans. But Simar won't. She's refused to do it. And she's taken herself off to Europe, and the Democrats are in a bit of a quandary actually as to what to do because Bernie Sanders gave a very very good speech in which he's saying the initial the initial figures that the the centrists or progressives rather wanted was a figure in the realm of six point five trillion dollars for changing the whole social landscape in America, um, particularly paying attention to the needs of um, parents uh, um, looking after their children, child support for parents to enable them to go to work because there's been a large drop in the number of uh, people working in America. Their employment figures at the moment has uh, taken a bit of a battering. Um, and he's saying very clearly, we originally wanted 6.5 trillion. We accepted 3.5, and we're not prepared to go beyond that. And Nancy Pelosi is in a real state at the moment because she doesn't quite know where she's going. And so the parameters that she is um, presenting at the moment is that it's the 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 baseline is 1.5 trillion, which is the Mansion Munchen or Mansion order. Um, uh, he, he said that he'll accept that. Um, and the 3.5, which is the progressives are saying, that's what we want. So she's in a bit of a quandary, and this is the second time because they were supposed to vote on this on Friday. And this is the second occasion that she's put the vote off. And um, the, the whole infrastructure bill is in a real state of chaos at the moment. Nobody knows what's going to be happening to it. It may have to be scrapped altogether. Time will tell because you've also got the election uh, bills ticking in the background, the abortion thing ticking in the background. It, it, you know, the judges, remember the report on the judges and whether or not he'll appoint more people to the Supreme Court is due soon. Like, there is a lot of things that are just about voting. To be due. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Voting. So, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> good it's not our job. Is that good luck? Um, and uh, the other, of course, rather interesting thing this week was the um, still going on. It's the it's a, the notes show that Trump pressed the Justice Department to declare the 2020 election corrupt. David, what are we going to do with this man? What are we going to do? Hopefully, with he gets thrown in jail. <laughs> Um, and a supermax at that because he the December period for the Trump administration then was an interesting one because there were so many phone calls that the select committee now have transcripts of 
phone calls in which Trump pressed um, Rosen, who is interestingly enough, Dave, um, just over a week ago, Rosen took part in an eight-hour, eight-hour interview with the select committee, eight hours. One wonders what information has been exchanged. But yes, in late December, the Trump... um, pressured the senior Justice Department officials to declare the 2020 election corrupt. And uh, in an effort to, to help him and his Republican allies in Congress to, um, to uh, overturn the, the outcome. And they've now got the documents. They're now going through the documents. And as you correctly said a little earlier, there are so much of them that this is going to take time to process. But well, remember, they're hoping to produce a report by the end of the year. Do you think that's feasible? It's an interim report. It would definitely say something. It would <laughs> definitely say something. So, Dave, how's the Brits been doing? You've been had some problems this week, I understand. Sadly, on Friday, an MP was killed in one of his surgeries that he was holding. And it appears he was stabbed to death. And now there is all the talk of obviously what happened with Joe Cox uh, several years ago, and some other MPs that have lost their life. And wasn't Stephen Timms stabbed? He 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 lived, um, but uh, yeah, he was stabbed. I think it's got it nearly uh, ten years ago now. But you do think you know, especially in British public life, MPs are kind of expected to be out and about and there. And um, yeah, I, yeah, it's difficult, huh? I tell you what was nice about his job. Precisely. I tell you what was nice to see. It was nice to see the the support provided by some of the Labour MPs. And most particularly Starmer gave a rather, rather, um, I can't say pleasant, it gave a very good speech um, about the man and commented on the man and his character, um, which I thought was. I thought favorably of. I thought that was really, very, very good. But he seemed to have been quite well loved. Well, even, it, I mean, you may not love some of his political positions, but he did seem, you know, he'd been an MP since 1983. And he, he seemed to be, a, he loved a campaign, apparently. That was his thing. And you think he could have tried to climb the career ladder as many MPs go in there to do. And he didn't seem to be interested in that. For him, it was the joy of the campaign, fighting for a cause. You know, and even though some of his positions not everyone would have liked, that's for sure. But, you know, he was an avid supporter of things like animal rights. And, yeah. It, it, Do yeah. we know anything about his killer? We only know the name at this moment in time and and some basic details. But, yeah, it, basically they're saying he appeared on an MI5 watch list but wasn't a person of interest some time ago. So, yeah, we'll have to see. But apparently the Home Secretary is considering police protection. But... It, Again, it's it's not the British way, you know. I re- I remember being a lot younger and travelling to other European countries, and you see all the police officers have guns. You don't. That's just not the British way. Not all the policemen have guns in the UK, and some other countries find that maddening. Like your police don't have guns. You're like, yeah, they don't. It's not what we use. So yeah, it as always, like with airline travel, every time there is an incident, it changes the way we play the game. 
Yeah. What else have you got for us, Dave, on the British front? Well, only a small issue. There's something called COP that's being held. <laughs> Say that again? COP is the climate crisis. Uh, okay. You know, like, like the Paris Accords many years ago. Yes. So, and as I mentioned in the headlines, the Queen is rather upset with people that talk and do not do. I wonder <laughs> if that's been an authorised drop out of the palace. Like, you know, Her Majesty is not pleased. She is not pleased. She wants action because there's all talk of certain countries not bothering to come. And yeah, you know, it ultimately the developed world produces more CO2 and the underdeveloped world need to produce maybe more CO2 in order to develop. So you've got this strange, you know, countering position on either side. But ultimately, the world is heating up, climate change is real, and if human beings don't act, we'll end up dealing with the consequences. But it's difficult to get two nations to agree to do something. Look at all the Brexit stuff that's been unpeeling um, this week with the, the Northern Irish Agreement. So climate change is an incredibly huge thing, but let's see what the, uh, what the conference brings with the, the world the leaders that show up. The royals appear to be on the same sheet, um, what they call it, you know, all seem to be on the same line. Singing from the same hymn book. <laughs> that's correct, <laughs> yeah. They all appeared to do that. And I wonder whether that was coordinated or just a, a quirk of, you know, their passions or whatever coming out. That was That was interesting for me. So anything else on the British front, Dave, that needs um, comment? Not that comes to mind. The toilet paper factory, but you know, that's only a silly one. <laughs> <laughs> we embrace silliness. What do they know that we don't? What do they know? <laughs> Are we talking wood now? Paper? No, you'd, you'd have to pulp it, wouldn't you? You wouldn't want to wipe your ass with wood. <laughs> get a splinter. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, right. I'm just wondering what else is new on the British front um, at the moment. Thank you. What else is we we um, oh well, I think that probably we can leave that that matter let that matter rest. Yeah, don't long it, man. We're there. That's the trust we've made. We filled the time. Cool. Okay. All right then. So we've decided this week, or I've decided, but you know, I'm sure you're along for the ride, Desmond. That okay. we can play out. This is RuPaul's Drag Race that me and you are both watching at the moment. And this oh, yes. week's, this week's uh, challenge was for them to um, create a song. And there were two different versions. And anyway, we're only going to play the winning version. So this was the, what did they call it? The mid, mid ballad tempo or something. I don't know. But it's um, BDE, which is Big Drag Energy. Isn't it supposed <laughs> to be from a Step song? Is it step? No, they were. I think they just used part beat that was from that, and they they were they oh. helped them along, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. But it was their their construction. I think there was a rough template for them to use, but then they had to add their lyrics and chop it about a bit. So this is pick and mix, as the group was known, with their BDE, Big Drag Energy. There's. I'll catch you next week. Okay, Dave. Take care. Later's. The East, she's had elephant day, got 3D.